Assalamu alaikum, y'all. Welcome to Tay in the Water podcast, full of conversations around working with spirits, black gender, Islam, hoodoo, the end of the world, and beyond. It is not called Tay in the Water because I'm in the water while I'm recording. Ain't nobody got time for that. Here, we honor water as movement, as the spiritual realm, as balance, as giving access to restoration, feelings, dreams. We honor water as holding inner worlds, trying to keep a cool head in this ugly ass world, and really incorporating all of these different things as life practice. That is Tay in the Water. Now, welcome. Welcome to my podcast, and now we can go. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May peace be upon y'all and the mercy and blessings of the divine. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. May the paths that we walk and talk be opened up with grace and mercy. Welcome back to the show. I am making this episode because obviously a lot is going on right now in terms of the uprisings and combat against anti-blackness and people trying to gear up the pandemic and just, you know, the destruction of the U.S., you know, nothing unusual. So I just wanted to make this episode because naturally there's been a lot of panic and anxiety and fear that people have been expressing. And when that happens, it can be so easy to become ungrounded from truth and become ungrounded from the knowledge and wisdom that we've been armed with or people in our communities at least have been armed with for a very long time. And so this is being made to help people remember the context of all of this. And I don't mean like reciting the history of anti-blackness in the Western world and like all the details of that, but I mean like helping us remember what are the facts like that's happening right now and like part of what is needed, helping to remember part of what is needed to become a little bit more grounded again and something that is helpful to us and outside of that panic. And this episode is actually pretty much an extended version of a video that I put on YouTube not too long ago, probably like a week ago at this point, which is under youtube.com slash controversial Tay. Um, so today I am making some time to dig into our relationships as Black-led military alliances beyond COVID-19, you know, beyond the anti-Black shootings and other violent incidents that have been become more prominent in our media again because we know that like these things have already been happening for a very long time we know that anti-blackness has existed existed excuse me for a very long time we're not new to that and that's not new to us but once again like this is a time of increased heightened visibility and so it's harder to not let it get to us as much when black death and non-black violence uh you know wasn't thrown in our faces every second like it's hard it's harder to not let it get to get to us as much as like when that wasn't happening, you know, um, because obviously we've always been uh, grieving and mourning and, you know, pretty active in our communities in terms of trying to defend ourselves and teach ourselves and things like that. But it just becomes it's a different experience when it's just getting thrown in your face. But, you know, anyway, a lot of folks have been talking about whether or not like they're supposed to be on the front lines out protesting you know, people been feeling confused, a little anxious, not really knowing where they're supposed to fit in. And I wanted to affirm that and affirm those, affirm those thoughts and affirm those feelings because that's where it becomes another perfect time like no other to be contextualizing these moments that we're in. And in addition to like, uh, you know, acknowledging that all of these moments are extremely huge and they all matter and the details of those matter. But also, this is a war. 
And not all of us are supposed to be at the front lines. Not all of us are supposed to be fulfilling these details that add up like spiritually and or physically covering different people, different groups, protesters, those who are protesting. Not all of us are supposed to be working on every single battle. Like that's just dangerous. You can't win with all your people on the front lines anyway, like especially not for a war this big. Um, But some of us are supposed to be at the larger frames of these. Some of us are supposed to be severely more underground, uh, still supposed to be training, etc., which makes sense, right? Because we all have different destinies to fulfill and we all make up this bigger picture. And this is also a time to be rethinking and evaluating who are we standing by and who are we aligned with? Who are we allied towards? What lineages do we share connections to and which ones are we intentionally staying away from as opposed to just letting some of those connections that we have just like wander in the middle because as we are in this war there's just way less room for people to be in the middle like you have to know where people stand you have to know are they with you or not right like the world is full of grays we know this it's not just black and whites but when it comes to war you absolutely have to know the right and the wrong and why that like why that is right and why that is the wrong you know You have to know that there are just some things in this world that are not debatable, point blank, period, and double down on, you know, who you consider to be the closest to you politically and strategically, build more uh, strategic relationships with other people. This is also a time to make sure you are as far from whiteness as you can be and making sure that there is no blend between us and the Western world. There is no blend that we're aiming for. Like when people be like, oh, it's okay, we could just blend our indigenous health systems with white health systems and then call it decolonization. Or like, oh, we can just bring up some indigenous ideologies in academia and call this work decolonization. Like, that's just not how it work, girl. That's not how it work. There is no reform. There is no blending. And it's like, just like how we talk about, there is no such thing as being able to reform the police. Like, there's no such thing as being able to reform prisons, reform because reform is all it has been like that's the whole history of it like Angela Davis and many others have been known to point out it's just like those things um where we say like there's no such thing as reforming there's only abolition that's the only option um it's the same thing for how we talk about the western world which obviously includes the existence of the United States there is no reform so in order for us to be free whether we ourselves will see it or not but we will inshallah especially because it's happening quite quickly you have to be actually prepared for that with coronavirus with the downfall of the united states the people who are going to be hurt the most are going to be the people who are significantly closely tied to western traditions and systems and those are going to be the people who are most at risk because they don't have their indigenous norms to fall back on that existed prior to white colonialism it's the West that's crumbling, not us. Like, we already talked about this in episode eight with Jalen White, that, you know, they're going to want us to believe that just because the nation is hurting and dying, that we are all hurting and dying when that's just not the truth. And we can't afford to believe that, you know, if we do end up believing that it's just going to be black people and especially more marginalized people within our communities who become hurt the most when we should be the most protected. Because at the end of the day, we the guardians, protectors, we hold very significant roles in this realm. And making sure that this universe gets kept as something sacred is a huge part of why we are here. And we can't let that fall. 
And so this is a time to especially be reevaluating our friendships, for example. Who can you tolerate and why? When it comes to white people and non-black people of color, why can you tolerate them? And this is a question that I, too, like have to ask myself all the time. Not for no white fans, but for like any non-black people of color who are in my life, why can I tolerate them? What am I getting out of that? You know, resources, money, help with networking, they doing something for me, you know, and it, like, what is it? And even going beyond tolerance, if I'm actively taking it to a higher level of like pursuing relationships with them, whether friendships, romantic relationships, sexual relationships, engaging in spiritual work together, like why? Because they don't spit on me? Like, <laughs> like that is just not a good enough reason. Like, what are they, what are they doing to constantly align themselves with blackness? And not in a creepy ass way where like they developing like the same types of proximity to blackness as actual black people, but in the way of black leadership being their highest authorities. What efforts are they making to make sure that their lineages are properly reconciling their relationships and repairing their relationships so that their spirits and their ancestors are also reporting right away to black authorities? This is for the non-black people of color who lay in the middle and like who actually have the capacity for growth, which is something that only black people aligned with their blackness can truly judge, mind you. We all, black people and non-black people, have to be black-led at our core and in the physical realm and the spiritual realm. So like what that can often look like is certain non-black ancestors of color, for example, like who may be um, like pinpoint people to be making sure that the rest of people, the rest of their people are in check when it comes to not endangering black people in the spirit realm or physical realm. And then those ancestors, those generals slash commanders being the ones to report back to black generals slash commander spirits. That's like one example of how that structure can look like. And so what black general spirits do your people report to or black commander spirits, however you wanna phrase it. And if the answer is none, then why? And how do you aim to fix that? What are they doing on that level? We're not just talking about them as individuals because it goes beyond them, just like it goes beyond us as black folk. Like we're not just regular ass people. We are not just regular ass people. We're not just individuals who stand alone. We always stand connected to something. We always stand representing something so much larger. And what we do shapes the present and the future of not just us, but it interacts with the past, the present, the future of our entire lineages and all of those who walk with us too. And so when we're claiming people to be close in proximity to us, identifying them as those who we are in alliance with, what the fuck is they really doing? Because a motherfucking safety pin don't fucking count, nor do your blacked out profile pictures, girl, don't nobody care. And we are talking about you know, a war, right? Like I said, we're talking about a war, like our ancestors have said, this is a war between blackness and truth and those aligned with it versus anti-blackness and those aligned with that. And ain't nobody got time to be playing no games and trying to meddle in the middle. Ain't nobody got time. And it's just like how we talked about in the black entitlement episode, when I'm talking about people going like, oh, I'm so glad like these people treated me with basic decency today, like not taking away my rights. Oh my God, alhamdulillah. Like, you have to be willing to accept more than that, you know, and, and not just willing as in like open to it, but actively demanding that for yourself. Because 
we deserve so much more. But also, like, that connects back to how we are so connected to our families and our larger communities. The bar, it just can't be that low because if the bar is that low for you, that's rippling out and also an energy that's being echoed saying that the rest of who you represent, they have to experience that same standard too. And the weight of that, you know, they have to experience that shit too. That's not cool. And the weight of that, like of how much our standards impact our lineages and our larger communities, that definitely varies because everyone's destiny is a bit different and some are more extreme than others. But it's definitely still something to hold on to. And, you know, y'all might not want to hear this. Y'all probably don't, but it's okay. I'm gonna say it anyway. But things are, they're going to get worse from here. Like, before they get better, they're going to get worse. Specifically things for the U.S. and larger Western world. There are most definitely going to be moments where a pretty picture is going to be constructed and promoted to make it seem like they have a better hand on things and that we, in quotes, the country has made it, but only for it to quickly shatter because, you know, none of this was sustainable and you can't hot glue some shit that threatens the very existence of the planet. Hell no. So... We are going to see things escalate and intensify. And as nerve-wracking as that may sound right now, at the end of the day, we do have to be ready. Our spirits want us to be ready. Because the good part is what comes after all of this destruction, and we have to be the ones to build it. I also just want to note here, too, when we're talking about relationships being seen and treated as military alliances, that... That doesn't mean that these relationships, they can't be sites of pleasure and fun. By no means, right? Like, granted, not all of our military alliances should be sites of that. But when I'm talking about the people who we date, the people who we marry, the people who we're friends with, there is supposed to be, an like, an enjoyment in those, too. You know, there's a difference between alliances that don't have that element of friendship in them and those that do. But there are a lot of us who will be friends or who will be like companions in some type of way or will become friends or companions along the way so just affirming I want to affirm that too like that not only our pleasure and joy allowed in those friendships and those different relationships but even sometimes can be strategic tools which is kind of a conversation for another day but I wanted to say that and also that I know I'm focusing more on severing and reorganizing relationships with non-black people of color and not focusing so much on um, like our struggles that are within our own community that we may have with other black folks um, who we're in connection with at this current time and that that's because like that's who our focus should be on in terms of intentional reconciliation when that is possible and focusing our love and resources on when I'm talking about severing and reorganizing relationships with non-black people of color I'm not talking about focusing your love on them I'm not talking about focusing your resources on them I'm talking about you know reorganizing these relationships in a way that um, that is empowering to blackness and to you as a black person aligned with blackness, period. Um, and so, and like, there's a significant amount of us who need to constantly be reevaluating, you know, our connections to non-black people who actually don't do us or blackness any good. Our standards, they have to be incredibly high. One, because, or mainly because our, uh, or excuse me, because the stakes of our death are high enough, you know, and we ain't got time. Ain't nobody got time. Um, and we're not to make it a goal to reconcile anti-indigenous systems with indigenous systems. That also makes it sound like, like we're on some type of equal footing in order to be like in that position in the first place to like be able to reconcile when that's not true. 
like what we were just talking about earlier. We're not trying to blend. Like anti-indigenous systems, they have to be fully eradicated. And there's no just saying like, oh, we can we can work something out. Like, girl, like what, what part of genocide and committing crimes against the entire planet? Like, do you not understand? Like the weight of all of these different things that we're exploring, that we're, you know, having to take action upon, the weight of these things, they all have to be understood. And so, again, the larger questions at this time to ask yourself is, what are the multiple positions that you are meant to hold in this war, as opposed to just this moment? Who are you and your families allied with? How connected to you still are to whiteness? Because the deeper you are, the more hurt you will be as those things crumble. And they are crumbling. Ain't no saving that shit. And the goal is for as many black people to survive as possible so that we can be reconnected to our blackness, to our lineages and families, our leadership and spiritual power, and finally live with more freedom and not these fake freedoms constructed by cosmic imperialist powers. So again, we have to be black-led in the physical realm and the spiritual realm. What black general spirits do your people report to? And if the answer is none, why? How do you aim to fix that? Just like we said earlier, for those of you who don't have, for those of you who don't have strong boundaries too, like when it comes to not being, um, like maybe not being compulsed to being nice to white folk and non, uh, non-black people of color, why? Like why don't you have strong boundaries when it comes to that? You know, why do you feel forced to be kind to them? I'm saying if you feel like you're just actually obligated to be kind and it's not a conscious decision, you have to interrogate why. You know, you have to be wary of those who have too much or even any trust in white lineages, white magic, white systems, or, uh, you know, the non-black POC equivalent to that. And just be wary of those who have too much or even any trust in placing anything non-black over blackness. And when it comes to, you know, relationships in terms of like romantic stuff and like sexual things, like it's very easy to see dating as an innocent thing entirely but always 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 be aware of who you're gravitating to and why and ask yourself you know why are these preferences coming up for you and what is leading you uh what is leading to you connecting to these people why are you able to tolerate them or even embrace them and then understand that especially when those relationships become more serious entanglements are formed too not just between you and this person but also closer proximity between your respective spirits unless your spirits put up strong enough barriers otherwise so regardless of whether you've been like intentional about it being seen as an alliance or not nine times out of ten you've already formed one so just take the time to be intentional about it especially because even if your spirits have put up major spiritual barriers between them and the non-black person uh you've been embracing non-black spirits just be mindful and considerate that that's a lot of fucking work don't put them through things that actually didn't need to happen in the first place you know non-black people of color including non-black spirits of color are one thing but white people you know they condemned their lineages to extremely dangerous and irredeemable fates a very long time ago and so that's also why like in this conversation I focused so much on relationships with non-black people of color specifically because I try to only promote moving forward in relationships with people and lineages who actually have the capacity for change on a massive level, especially, especially taking into context this war and white people don't fit in that box. It was too late yesterday and centuries ago. So 
But now we'll go for a short break and then we gonna wrap it up. One, going east of Western Boulevard. I'm drunk as fuck, we party hard. No hands inside my cookie jar. I'm sunny, I'm the fucking star. Get the backseat of my car. My drive will take me very far. I set the tone above the bar. You see me shining from afar. Bitch, I'm on the move. No staples in my shoes. I keep it cool. Don't pack a two, but bitch, don't play me like a fool. I said I'm on the move. No staples in my shoes. I keep it cool. Don't pack no two, but bitch, don't play me like a fool. Cause little bitch move. I said I'm on the move. I told that little bitch move. So welcome back from the break. With all of the conversation around whose authority should us and our spirits be led under and which ideologies should be authority or central to our lives, I wanted to wrap up by touching a little bit on conceptions of power, clarifying what the power we do aim to support should not be. Most oftentimes, Black men, especially those who are not trans and also are straight, end up being drawn towards white conceptions of power. And we know that within white power is not only what is wrong, but also specifically imperialist, colonialist, trans-antagonistic, and anti-gender variants, homophobic, horophobic, constantly putting those who've traditionally been great protectors, held sacred roles, and just been phenomenal members of our community in harm's way and in the passageway of premature death. That's when we see things like Hotepery arrive and black men thinking they got the answers to everything just because they read the 48 laws of power which is nothing to be proud of if you ever see niggas taking that seriously please run asap but anyway we see we see niggas like that you know who read those things and decided that that was their new truth that's their new revelation instead of like an ideology and promotion of an enemy's spiritual technology and that shit is dangerous like who gonna tell Black men, that power isn't inherently manipulating people and developing separate personas to dominate somebody. Like, who gonna tell them that? But anyway, it can be real easy to talk shit and joke about hoteps and black men in general, which is fine. But it's one thing to joke about it and another to fully not take it seriously and to instead grant it some type of innocence that it actually should not have. No matter how pro-black, Hoteps will try to be or just niggas who think they know it all just because they read five business books by white supremacists like when they are drawn to white ideologies of power and even trying to promote it too, they are committing massive spiritual attacks and massive spiritual violence against their people dead and alive. A lot of these books like the one I had briefly mentioned are just books of violent white imperialist spiritual tactics. By no means are they innocent or should they be treated lightly. And we know the physical consequences, right, of like how these ideologies manifest in our realities by leading to the killings and abuse of black women and black queer people, black trans people. But there are also spiritual implications of that too. Black people seeing white ideologies of power as being empowering actively corrupts themselves and those who they're around and so it's really important for those who can who can uh you know to or it's really important for those who can to snap people out of that shit like if it's not too late 
because sometimes it is too late, unfortunately. Messing around with white power ideologies is messing around with white supremacist spiritual technology and the beings that support it. And that's why it's such a corruption to the spirit and such a corruption to anybody who's around that spirit, who they're interacting with, who they're trying to promote that shit to. And it's super unsettling and it's disgusting. And so please just, you know, watch out and like, don't fall into that shit. Like, I'm not going to spend that much time on that because I try not to speak too much in depth about the plague people because then you got to take a whole extra cleansing right after and child, ain't nobody planned that out. Ain't nobody got time. But since... You know, we we're talking about war and we're talking about, um, you know, conceptions of power and leadership. I really did want to um, clarify that and put that out there. And also, since we're talking about conceptions of power and identifying what's dangerous versus what's supportive and actually healthy for our spirits, especially in the context of war between, again, between blackness and truth and those aligned with it versus anti-blackness and those aligned with that. The questions that I want to leave y'all with are, who are the black mamas that you're looking up to? Who's black femme power, black gender variant, gender shape-shifting power are you supporting? How are you promoting and serving African matriarchies in your local area or realm of life? Feel free to let me know and tag me or nah, ain't nobody telling you what to do. Asalaamu Alaikum and have a black ass day. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May peace be upon you as well as the mercy and blessings of the divine and our elevated spirits. First off, do not forget to give ratings, subscribe, and also share this podcast. Y'all gotta share the podcast, okay? Secondly, for any of you interested in one of my primary lines of work, Energy Healing Divinations is a service that consists of helping to restore balance to your spiritual and physical bodies, receiving messages or data from the spirits and creatures who advocate on your behalf, as well as reconnecting with ancestors and pre-colonial traditions. For clarity, this is not Reiki. These are performed under a different license and procedure aligned with my bloodlines and spirits that I walk with. Sliding scale is available for this hour and a half long service if you ain't white. For more information, go to tayloramarlittle.com. You can also continue supporting me by subscribing to my Patreon at patreon.com slash controversial That is for monthly donations with the amount being of your choice. You can pay me or go to tell your white friends too, as you should. My Venmo, Cash App, and PayPal are all also on my website. You cannot miss it. Visit tayloramarlittle.com to learn about all other services, products, or written articles. Once again, my name is Tay. Thank you for listening and have a black ass day, y'all.